Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. My friends, this is such a wonderful time to be alive because the veil between levels of reality continues to thin and more and more people are understanding that we have our own, each of us has our own spirit guide who is in our lives, who is very much a part of our lives. I mean, I didn't realize for most of my life that I have my own spirit guide, and I've come to know more and more that everyone else is coming to have the same experiences with our own spirit guides. And our spirit guides are coming to help us understand that we have had other lives, we have had other personalities more and more, we are beings who are truly and deeply eternal. The amazing Peter Wright is with us for the 12th time and very much a part of this experience that we all are having to become more and more eternal beings. As you know, we are in the process of developing a website which is going to help us to come to understand that all of us are eternal beings. Seek Reality Online is almost in the process of going live. And we'll talk more about that over the next few weeks as it actually becomes a live website. Peter is with us for the 12th time. He's a certified hypnotherapist in Santa Barbara, California, with 25 years of experience working with more 2,000 clients now and counting. He holds the distinction of being one of only 40 board-certified past-life regression therapists in the United States. And he tells me that many people have consulted with him who have first learned about him from having heard him on Seek Reality broadcasts. When I was in Massachusetts in April, driving around visiting with my clients there, I listened to some of those broadcasts uh, with Peter and with a few other of, of, of the people who have been on Seek Reality over the years. And I actually came to realize again, that there are many people who really have have benefited from hearing these people who have been my guests and become my friends and, and really have been telling you all what's going on that is much deeper than just our daily lives, but really we are living eternal lives. And more and more we are coming to understand as that as eternal beings, there is so much more going on that we can't see. And Peter is one of these people who is helping us more and more deeply to see that. And I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to, to help you to broaden your your lives by meeting people like Peter. So I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to bring you to bring to bring people like Peter into your life. Peter is with us for the 12th time and we're going to be talking today about a, a topic which is near and dear to my heart and that's past life regression therapy. We've all lived many lives and those lives that we've lived in the past influence us today. Because we, we think, you know, we sort of think of this as who we are, but, you know, it's just a little bit of who we are because 
as we've lived all those past lives, we've had experiences which are influencing us now in ways that we can't completely understand. I'm hoping that as we talk to Peter today, we can he can help us to see how experiences that we may have had in the 1400s, in the 1500s, and at other times, might it be, be, experience, be those experiences might be influencing how we see the world today. And so, Peter, I want to welcome you, and I, I think that, the, that maybe you can help us to better understand some of those influences on our lives today. I'm so glad you're here with us, Peter. Thanks so much for having me again. I think it's, I'm looking forward to our conversation. <laughs> All right, hypnosis. Talk to us a little bit about hypnosis, because before I walked into your office one eventful day, and I, I was in Santa Barbara for another reason, and you said, hey, you know, goodbye. I said, I I'm not going. I can't be hypnotized. Nothing possible can happen that, that could possibly make me be hypnotized. You said, eh, let's just try it. And I could be hypnotized easily. So explain hypnotized to me. But Hyp- how's it possible? Hypnosis is just simply focused concentration where you can hear the traffic outside. You're fully aware of everything that's going on around you, but you're also deeply relaxed and comfortable. If you've ever cried while watching a sad film, You've been in trance, reading a good book, watching television, daydreaming. We go in and out of trance every day. It's perfectly natural, and it feels great when you're there. Yeah, but that sounds that sounds too easy. I I mean I remember actually the first experience I had in your in your office when it happened, and I it was too easy. I I just. Uh, <laughs> It really, it really was too easy. I didn't believe it was happening. And actually, I kept telling myself when I was hypnotized that I wasn't. And I could just jump right out of it, except I didn't. Well, it, I, I, go ahead. Yes. I mean, it, it's, it, it, it was a very strange experience, actually, because I, I, I told myself I could jump out of it, except I didn't, Peter. It's a very strange thing. Is that, well, is that how it feels to everybody? I, I think I can jump out of it, but I don't. It's very similar to meditation, uh, very deep relaxation. <laughs> and I find that with meditation, it's more like a, a telescope that gives you the larger picture, um, inspiration and guidance, while hypnosis is more of a microscope where we can focus in on specific issues that you're seeking to resolve from that same relaxed place. And so and things happen that are weird when you're when you're in that state. Absolutely. I find that about 60 percent of my clients are visual. So when they go into a past life or meet with the higher self, they see it all in their imagination. But I find that 40 percent of my clients and I'm in this group myself are more auditory or sensing or feeling. So whenever I go into one of my past lives or meet with my higher self for a spirit guide, I don't see anything. I hear it. I sense it. I feel it. In fact, um, I, I feel like I'm just making the whole thing up. But I'm making up this story, not that one over there. It's coming from somewhere. And I find this is very important. In the trance state, your soul speaks through your imagination. And your soul isn't making things up. Rather, it's translating what is inside of you into first thought, first feeling, first image, first voice. So I invite my clients to be my tour guide, be my court reporter. 
and share with me whatever is happening during the session as if it's important. Even if part of you is screaming, you're making this up. It is very strange. It was a re and and then you you started talking to Thomas and he started talking using my voice. Mm -hmm. It was very it was really, it was amazing. I mean, it was fabulous. I, ha I, I have to tell you, it was a fabulous thing because he started saying things. I had no idea that he had those feelings. And, and, and it was, it was profound. It was truly and deeply profound. So what we do then is I take clients from the third dimension into hypnosis, relaxed state, and then on a guided visualization up into the fifth dimension where all possibilities exist for us. All solutions are there in that higher vibration. Plus, it's very easy to connect with your heart, your higher self, and all the guidance available to us because we're at a, at a higher, higher level. And that's what we do right up front. So we partner with your own guidance, heart, higher self, perhaps Archangel Michael, perhaps Spirit Guide, perhaps your grandmother. They show up to help us. <laughs> And you're channeling them, if you will, because exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So get out of the way, trusting first thought, first feeling, first image, first voice, and let it happen. And it will. That's what it did. It sort of it sort of gets your get your ego out of the way, get your get your controls out of the way, and, and it lets things happen without you're restricting it. That's really what it did, I guess. Yeah, it, it was quite surprising, though, that it happened so easily. And, and you could say you're, you're making up this story, not that one over there. It's coming yeah. somewhere. So tell the story as if it's important, especially if we're going into a past life story. Quite fascinating. Yep. So, sorry. So, so this this is what you, you you've served, you have, you've obviously you learned to use to do something that is not easy for everyone. But well, have you learned to get around the restrictions some people have on it in their minds? Absolutely, because part of you is eager for you to have this experience. Your own guidance is perhaps seeking me out to help you release. Thoughts, feelings, attitudes, and beliefs that no longer serve you. And so we are then in the session working in partnership with your guidance and all those from the light who show up to be of assistance to us. And miraculous things can happen in just one two-hour session. Well, it's it certainly made a huge difference to me. Um, I mean, the... the what, I think what it did too was I was having some struggles with my guide. He and I were at odds over some things. And what you did was to zero in on that struggle and help us resolve it. Right, exactly. So we're, we're, we're trusting first thought, first feeling, first image, first voice for all of this. But I find that by, by doing this, um, we're being led on that journey to resolve these issues and just allow it to take place. So, so you first, you, you zero in on whatever the issue is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you help 
the various aspects of the people you're working with, the, of, of that individual person, the, the, the aspects of that entity to resolve the issues that are their problem. Because people need to understand, you know, you think you're one person, an integrated individual, but there are a lot of aspects to you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's you, there's your spirit guide, there may be other guides that are working with your spirit guide, there's your higher self, there, there's your ego, there, there's, there's a lot going on in you, you're, you're like a walking crowd. Plus, and, plus, what we can do is we can invite the particular uh, negative emotion to come and join us, um, <laughs> anger, such as fear, such as depression. Invited to come forth, and so um, and and so I'll ask you, um, for example, where are you holding on to those feelings of fear? First thought, oh, it's in my chest. All right. So as you focus on your chest right now, what color is that energy of fear in your chest? First thought, oh, it's green or red. Whatever you get. So yeah. as you focus on that green fear in your chest right now. What shape is it? First thought. Oh, it's a circle or a square, whatever you get. (laughs) So now let's focus on that green circle of fear in your chest right now. And I want you to take your mind, your imagination, and surround that energy, taking control of it. Because up until now, it's been controlling you. And as you surround that energy with your imagination, I want you to squeeze it. And if that fear could speak, what would it say? Give it a voice. Um, I'm here, it says. So we invite then the fear to come forth and talk to us through you, because I have some questions for it. For example, how long have you been with Roberta? How have you been affecting her? Who hired you? And what wants to happen to release you? And by asking those questions of the emotion, of the pain, of whatever it is that we're seeking to resolve in the presence of your heart, your higher self, and all your guidance, they know where we need to go from the fifth dimension up in the fifth dimension because they know everything about you from this life and past lives. So they take us to the cause or source, whether it's this life, a past life, or somewhere else. Then I invite you to get out of the way (laughs) and let's go there and find out what happened so we can help you come to closure. Wow. So, so how do you help people zero in on what their problem is? I invite, they... uh, so I invite them right up front to uh, send me a list of their issues that they'd like to resolve, um, which they do. They email it to me. Um, in advance, I've sent them my hypnotic induction. It's eight minutes long for them to listen to, to practice, if they will. My voice, hypnotic music, takes them into trance and brings them out. In fact, I tell them that the music is guaranteed to take them into hypnosis. And then I quickly add, so don't disappoint the music. (laughs) (laughs) The music has feelings, too. Exactly. It's professional. So then we we get together for the session. Um, uh, We go through your goals that you've set for our session. We fine-tune them. And then I'll ask you, are there any religious figures, saints, loved ones who've passed on? shamanic animals, guides you've heard about from psychics or anybody else, that when things go wrong in your life, you turn to them for support. Some people have them, some don't. If you have any, share them with me. And then I ask your permission to invite them to join us, 
together with all of your other masters and teachers and guides, and have you sense and feel and pretend and imagine that everybody's present. And when they're all present, I invite you then, I come forth and I say, thank you all for joining us. Today, we'd like to work on Roberta's issues of this, 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 and this. <laughs> I then invite you, Roberta, to take those goals into your heart. Feel them strongly in your heart as to what success looks like from our session, and then send them out like a silent prayer to all those who have joined us from the light. And when you've done that, follow that up with a prayer of gratitude. So what I'm doing is, right up front, I'm ensuring our success. <laughs> so we're asking guidance to come. We're saying this is how we'd like you to help us today. We're thanking you. And then I take you into hypnosis, up into the light in the fifth dimension, where we meet with your heart, your higher self, and the guidance shows up as well. So that's how we set ourselves up for this experience. So this is for people who have some, some issue that they are concerned about, whether it's perhaps fears or uh, maybe some professional issue they're trying to resolve or, or some, some issue like that. Now, what about people who are just curious about past lives? How, do you, how would you work with someone like that? How do you help them? Very easily. So you either bring your issues to the, to the table. And I, I should also add that we're bringing your to-do list to the table. Your guidance is bringing their to-do list to the table as well. <laughs> they know where we need to go first, because often with their help, we can resolve rather complex issues that are interrelated to each other. So um, that's how we sort of just go with it and allow it to all unfold. With past lives, um, Right up front, I will ask your higher self if this is an issue related to this life or a past life. And your higher self through you will let us know this life or past lives. And if it says past lives, then will you take us back there now? And he'll say yes. And I invite you to get out of the way and let's go there and find out what happened. If it is an issue that you'd like to just explore a past life, I'll ask your higher self, to take us to the most important past life for you to explore today for your greatest good. And again, invite you to get out of the way and let's just simply, I'll lead you back into that lifetime and you'll be able, um, as I count from five down to one, let's go back into that particular past life now at five, four, three, two, one. Plant yourself firmly down in the memory of your body as it was then and plant your feet firmly into that body. And look down now and clearly see or sense or feel your feet. What are you wearing on your feet? First thought. Now my visual clients may say, uh, moccasins, great. But those of us who are more auditory or sensing or feeling like I am, it could instead be, oh, it feels like a moccasin. Or the word moccasin comes to mind. I just know I'm wearing moccasins. Become aware of your hair, is it long or short? Hair? Um, hands large or small. Expand your awareness. What do you ring around your body? But I'm making it up. That's okay. First thought. <laughs> Are you inside or outside? <laughs> Daytime or nighttime, I'll load it with people. So very quickly, Roberta, we have you in another time, another place. So I invite you to become that character in your imagination and share your story with me as it unfolds. So. I, I've been through actually a number of because of, as I was exploring um, all of this, um, I, I went to several uh, years and years ago, several, several past life regression uh, 
therapists and, and uh, experts. And I found the whole thing fascinating because it, it really does work. We've had so many past lives and it was so real and so weird, uh, I have to say, but it's quite real. Um, I've had, I've had, I've never been regressed to a female life. They've, they're all, they've always been male and they've never been famous or important or interesting in any way. Um, very strange. The whole, the whole thing is quite remarkable. And, sure. and when, when I've done it, Peter, not with you, but with other people, it's always been just before somebody died. Is that uh, typical? I, I don't, I've not experienced that in my practice, but everyone's different. So yeah, could be yeah, very strange. I don't know. I, I don't, I, ugh. I just I stopped doing it because I get I get tired of dying. I, I think that's probably why it's kind of not a good experience when you keep keep dying. But um, but it's a very strange. This was many years ago. Um, I was probably, it's probably thirty or forty years ago. In one case, I was um, a, a, a Neanderthal kind of person, mm-hmm. and uh, it, the village was being attacked. In another case. Um, I was a slave and I had failed at something and I was about, I was being beaten to death. It was a very strange experience. As I say, everyone, this had nothing to do with Peter, but it was, it was a very, it was a very, it was pretty clear to me that, that we all have lived many lives and we are all, they're all kind of weird (laughs) weird experiences. Exactly. And so what, what I find with my clients is as we're working with the client in the past life, we're moving forward in that lifetime where you are sharing experiences with me going to the next important event and the next important event. So, so what you're saying is it doesn't have to be that way. These are positive experiences these people are having. No, I, should have, I, I shouldn't have gone to those other regression therapists. No, no, no. You, you're being led where you're supposed to go. But I find that with my own particular approach to problem solving with my clients, what I find is by going into that lifetime where you're a farmer, um, and you, we then move on to the next important event. You've met a, a neighborhood girl. You've fallen in love. You get married. Uh, she's pregnant. Oh my gosh! I feel so cheated. There are positive lifetimes you can be regressed to. That's a lovely thing. Well, uh, there are lifetimes you can be regressed to where bad things happen because we're looking for the defeats here. So we discover <laughs> in this particular case that um, um, that there's a, a war that's coming. And so we find that the um, uh, farmer with his pregnant wife um, is taken off of his farm by the invading army and forced to go fight for them. Oh, now, my. Wow. Uh, we discover that he is killed in battle by one of his countrymen who doesn't recognize me and he dies. So we're going through the lifetime looking for the defeats and then I invite you to um, to move out of your physical body into your spirit body. And as you do that, look down on the scene below you. What was your dying thought? And the dying thought was, what's going to happen to my pregnant wife? What's going to happen to my child? Oh. What's going to happen to my farm? Because now I'm dead. So <laughs> we then go into the bardo, the in-between place between lifetimes. Uh, that the Tibetan Buddhists talk about. And you imagine yourself as the farmer there. And we invite anyone from that lifetime we just explored to come and join us one by one so you can talk with them about what happened, come to closure. 
Who shows up first? My wife. How does she look? She looks terrific. Often we see them at the height of their beauty or their virility. If your heart could speak to your wife about what happened, what would you say to her right now? I'm really sorry, he says to his wife. Does she hear you? Yes. Does she forgive you? Yes. Who shows up and look deeply into her eyes, down in her very soul, does she remind you of anyone in your present lifetime? Oh, lovely. Oh my gosh, it's my fill in the blank. Often oh, we how nice. souls, as you know, from this life and past lives, because that's where we learn our deepest soul lessons. Um, so we move on. Who shows up next? My, uh, my daughter. How does she look? She looks terrific. Because you never met her. You died before she was born. And we learn in this case that um, how does she feel about you? Um, she thanks you for dying early because it allowed her as a soul lesson to take on more responsibility in raising herself and helping her mother take care of the farm. Oh, my gosh. So she's delighted with the way things turned out, forgiving you, too. Or oh, you that's so positive. That's oh, lovely. And then we went on to um, someone else who showed up. And in fact, in this case, it was the man who shot him in the battle. And he um, expressed his anger at the guy and then looked into his eyes, down to his soul, and learned it was his current boss who he can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, these things do come around again, don't they? They do. And so by coming to closure... <laughs> Forgiveness with the boss and so on, um, on both sides, allows him to release the the pain in the left shoulder that had been the cause or source oh. of coming to see me. So after was a client may say to me, Peter, was I really a farmer who was forced to go off to war, leaving his pregnant wife at home alone and died in a battle? I mean, really? Well, maybe. Dr. Brian Weiss, a psychiatrist, wrote a book called Many Lives, Many Masters. Great which book. Yeah. Yes, classic in the field of past life regression. Believes that up to 80% of what happens in these stories could have happened to you, maybe. Or maybe you attracted someone else's story from the collective unconscious that Carl Jung talked about. Everybody's stories out there. And you told that person's story because it mirrors where you're stuck. And telling that person's story helped you become unstuck or... Maybe you made up the whole thing. But is the pain in the shoulder gone? Oh, it is. Then let's not worry about it. So, <laughs> isn't that funny? Yeah. There's all these issues. And you're <laughs> doing this with the help of your guidance that has brought this story to you to help you come to closure with it. Oh, how fascinating. Yeah. I, I'm not convinced that it's not. Although, you know, something interesting, um, they're telling us beings not in bodies are telling us reincarnation is a lot more complicated than we think it is. And they're saying some of the same thing that you're just saying now, that there that reincarnation is a lot more collective than, than we think. We think it's us just living consecutive lives, but they're saying it's a lot more collective than that. Mm -hmm. And that what you just said is a lot more true than we had realized that that to a certain extent we are living a, we are, are living collective successive lives. Exactly. And, uh, and it, it may well be exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're all connected. We're all connected. And so. Oh, that, yeah. but, but, but anyway, who, who cares? And what's the point? If it works, it works. Exactly right.
exactly right. <laughs> Let, let's talk about Ian Stevenson's um, form of, of reincarnation. We were talking about it just before we did this program. Um, I, I had studied uh, quite. Let, let's try, talk just briefly about, um, if you would, about what what Ian Stevenson studied. He studied um, children who had who talked about previous personalities, and then. Um, uh, he studied children who talked about previous personalities, and then he was able to discover those those uh, who those previous personalities had been. Exactly. He spent 40 years of his life with a scientific approach where he uh, verified the past memories of more than 2,000 children between the ages of two and seven. And his approach was unique in that he would track down eyewitnesses who observed that a child had memories from a past life. And then he would, through uh, a scientific method, locate the family of the individual who had died and been reincarnated as that child. So, in other words, he was able to trace it back to the past life and then discover um, more about um, uh, the memories that the child has were in fact real because we, uh, the, the child who's three years old or four years old remembering a particular past life then meets with his family from that past life and shares with them information that he as a child could not possibly know about them, about um, family secrets, pet names, things that happened and so on. So Stevenson um, wrote a number of books about this that shared his, his approach and the various client stories that he was able to uh, to document from all this fascinating work. Yeah, and it, when I studied this so a number of years ago, when I studied his work, it, it appeared to me that what had happened um, was that these children had had died at what was not a planned exit point from their from their lifetimes. They died violently. Um, they had been murdered or. Uh, died in an accident that was was uh, traumatic. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them had been shot, for example, uh, perhaps shot by uh, uh, a shotgun, and uh, the the they had actually no, the children had not been shot, but the previous personality had been shot by a shotgun, and the child had been born with uh, with with freckles or were were or birthmarks all over the chest where the where the previous personality had been shot. Um, a few years before. And um, sometimes those per- marks have persisted into the next generation, in fact. And it looked to me as if, and from the description of, of uh, if the child um, had, had was, was hypnotized or in some way got to talk about the life between lives, uh, they, they had just sort of sat in a tree uh, as, a, as a spirit and, and spotted a uh, someone go, walking below who looked like she'd be a nice uh, uh, mother, and she was actually pregnant. And they had gone into her and into the fetus and been born. And mm-hmm. that's that's what they had done in the in the in the and how they had been reborn that way. So that's what seemed to happen uh, in 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 how they got born again so quickly. Um, and which struck, struck me as a fascinating sort of sort of way to be uh, reincarnated. It was not a traditional reincarnation story. There's a, there's a lot more going on than we're aware of. I completely support that idea. 
<laughs> Isn't that fascinating? But so if a person, as you, as you pointed out, a person could have some sort of persistent pain, persistent fear. Uh, for example, um, I have a fear of, uh, of, of uh, being, um, you know, buried alive or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that you, that someone would, would go to you into, with that kind of a fear and you would, you would regress them then to a, to a lifetime, you know, where, uh, in what, let's go back to a lifetime where that fear might have developed. And you could then perhaps find a lifetime where that fear had developed. Maybe, maybe that happened when they, uh, had been in a battle and they were part of being cleaning up after a battle. They had been only wounded and they had been buried. Mm-hmm. And what, what they have found, for example, um, I, I did this, actually, I cured myself of a fear of, of heights, of, of falling from a height. When I re- regressed myself to a time when I was, um, when I stepped off a height as a, as a very foolish um, young Indian boy uh, who thought I could fly when I, as soon as I had, I, I remembered that lifetime, I think it was probably in the 1800s. Um, that fear went away. Mm-hmm. Right. And, so, and, go ahead. Well, t- talk about that process because that worked. I, I no longer have that fear. So we, we take you into the experience and have you, um, we experience it in a very safe way um, and then finding out what happened, you know, what, what was the cause or the source. And then in the approach that I use, we go into the bardo and give you a chance to confront those who caused that issue for you. You know, so it's the um, the man who shot you, um, the rapist and so on, where you can you're given the opportunity in your spirit body to speak your truth to that person letting them know how angry you are at them, or if you're the perpetrator, how you'd like them to forgive you for what happened, because karma has brought you together from that life, and they probably are in your life today as part of the soul's unfinished business. So in that back and forth conversation, where you can speak your truth, and often through forgiveness, let go of the pain, the fear, whatever that might be, you can resolve the issue rather quickly. And we're being led there by your higher self because it knows which lifetime we need to go to that's the cause or real source of that particular uh, fear, um, emotional issue, or whatever that can be. It's fascinating and works quickly. Yeah, it, it seems that literally remembering where the fear came from, you know, for me it was, when this this um, clueless Native American kid who thought he could fly stepped off the cliff, just remembering where it came from, immediately the fear went away. And it had been quite crippling. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it actually set in at, at about the age when he had done it um, uh, in this previous lifetime. And that's what often is the case, where it, you're being um, uh, triggered by that memory at the same, same age in this life. And so it's uh, by... Also realizing it's it happened then, not now. It's not going on now. Isn't it funny? It's quite amazing. You can let it go and set it free. Absolutely. Well, I, I just have to say, I think what you're doing wonderful work because 
one of the problems that we have in this in this culture is that because mainstream science is so resolutely clueless about so many things and i'm and it's it's sad at this point it's just plain willfully clueless um, about the it be it, it's determined to believe things which are not true it's determined to believe that we live one lifetime when that's just not true it's determined to believe um, that uh, uh, that uh, humankind is that that consciousness is something that our brains create uh, which is just nonsense when consciousness is primary and pre-existent because that's true, um, people need very much to have people like you who are aware, aware of the truth and practice the truth, and they can come to you and have you solve problems which mainstream science simply can't get at because they're so, so you know, rooted in fallacy, rooted in mechanical stuff, which doesn't work. And, so, so what, 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 what you're, so you're really doing God's work in quite a literal way. I have to say, my dear, um, by by working in the field that you work in. Plus, um, we're science is, is is located in the third dimension, and the work that that I do, I'm moving you into the fifth dimension, where all possibilities exist for you, where all solutions exist for you, and we bring in your own guidance that knows what those solutions are. And we'll work hand in glove in partnership with you and with me to resolve these issues rather quickly because they know where we need to go. Because this has become such a serious problem, the veil between worlds really is thinning. Um, and it's uh, watching the watching that happen is really quite exciting, I have to admit. Um, more and more and more people are telling me that they are learning that they do have a primary spirit guide there there it's it's not hard to to get begin to get to in touch with your primary guide we all have one just uh, what, what i suggest that people do is simply ask your guide first for a name by what name do you want to be called and um then ask your guide to step outside of your head because while your guide is communicating with you inside your head, you can't tell the guide's voice from your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. If you say step out of my head, please, the guide will go to your dominant shoulder. Thomas is on my left shoulder because I'm a left hand. I'm left-handed. If you're right-handed, your guide will go to your right shoulder. That's usually what they'll do. And then you can begin if you're thoughtful and careful to distinguish you know, your guide's voice from your own. And those are the two things I recommend that everybody do. And then start to communicate as best you can with your guide. And that begins to be a wonderful friendship. Um, when Seek Reality Online is live, we'll, we'll try to help you more to be able to communicate with your guide. But that's that to me, that's very basic stuff, which everybody should begin more and more to be able to do as the bail thins more and more. But having professional people like our dear friend, Peter, who can help you with basic things, like when you have a problem, which is easily solved at the fifth dimensional level, and being able to go and do that with someone like Peter is just basic, wonderful stuff. Mm -hmm. Instead of going to, you know, taking a chemical, which is going to harm you perhaps in some ways, it, you, I mean, you don't have to do that anymore if you're able to go to someone like Peter. 
I mean, I know because I had things which easily helped me to do much more easily than a doctor could have done, uh, which which is like ta- it's like, like taking a club and trying to 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 you know hit a fly with it. You don't have to do that anymore now that we've got much better, more delicate ways to handle problems. So if I could add, um, so towards the end of the session, now that we have a working partnership with this inner wisdom team that we formed, I invite you to go to a sanctuary in your imagination and and describe to me the your team all around you, what they look like, your heart, your higher self, Archangel Michael, your grandmother, and a spirit guide, what they look like. And right. then um, we bring the session to a close. I send you my higher self shortcut, which is a guided visualization that takes you into hypnosis and up into the light, into your sanctuary, where you can then invite your team to join you, pretend that they're with you, invite them to be present, feel the presence, and then ask them a question about your life, about your day through your heart to them and shut up and get from them. First thought, first feeling, first image, first voice. So my hope is that you can begin to work with your team after the session on your own. Yeah, that's perfect. Great. In making an even stronger connection with each of the members of your team so they can continue to work with you to help you navigate your life. That's wonderful. That's wonderful because otherwise you're just living, you know, blind, deaf and dumb. It's so much harder. It's so much harder to go through your life if you're not able to communicate with all the aspects of it. Right. So it's a perfect way for you to reinforce this connection and ask them to help you resolve other issues because they're eager to report for duty once again. And now you know what they look like or sound like or feel like for you. And you can just deepen that connection on a daily basis or whenever you choose. Yeah, and it, it really, it, it's we have been trained to feel so alone and when we're really not alone, not at all. <laughs> and and that's one of the beautiful things about being alive now is, is it's so much, especially in the Western world. I mean, in other parts of the world, uh, people are, are raised to be much more sensitive to the fact that we really are not alone We're we're living, we're living as part of a very spiritual, spiritual world. Um, and so that's one of the things I love about working working with you, Peter, because you know you help people learn to be so much more sensitive to all the spiritual help there is around us. And I am so grateful to you for that. Okay. Very kindly, friend, dear. Thank you. So we'll work. We're coming close to the end of our time. What what wisdom do you want to leave with us this time? Um, forgiveness. It's all about forgiveness. Please forgive yourself. Forgive everybody around you. Each of us is doing the very best we can do in every single moment. Otherwise, we'd be doing something different in that moment. So just just be good and kind to yourself as you move forward and good and kind to everybody around you. We're all doing the best we can. Perfectly said. And for people who are Christian and are saying, gee, am I should, should I be listening to this? What is the most important teaching that Jesus gave us right up there with love? Forgiveness. <laughs> when, when, when his disciple Peter said, oh, Jesus, how many times when people have, have, have done something bad to us, how many times do I have to forgive them? Up to seven times? What did Jesus say? He said, I don't say to you up to seven times. I say to you 70 times, seven times you should forgive. 
So you just you just echo what the Lord says. So thank you. That was perfectly said. Bless you, dear. That's wonderful. So on that absolutely perfect note, we're coming toward the end of our time. And everyone, oh my goodness, thank you. That was wonderfully said. Thank you. We're coming to the end of our time. And please, the most important thing, everyone, I want you to know is that you, you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. That is the most important thing for you to take away from today. You are an eternal being. When you, when you really get what that means, nothing else is going to matter to you than the fact that you are eternal. Mm-hmm. It's going to change everything in your life when you really get that. Next week, our guest will be Dr. Ann Clark. She is a Michael New. Oh, by the way, thank you, my dear Peter. We'll have you back again soon. Dr. Dr. Ann Clark is a Michael Newton Institute certified life between lives facilitator and a Reiki master. Ann will be with us for the third time as we move toward a deeper focus on teaching about the afterlife to support the launch of Seek Reality Online. Seek Reality Online, we are doing, uh, Craig Hogan and I, with a, with a stated goal to teach the entire world and every person living in it that there is no such thing as death. That's why we're doing this and we are spending the rest of our lives doing it. Dr. Ann Clark is the owner of and practices at the Wisdom for Wellness in Hoover, Alabama, and her great loss workshops are offered online. She holds a BS in nursing from McAllister College and an MN from Emory University. Ann is the author of numerous professional publications and the previous books she has co-authored include Wellen's Little Book of Life Between Lives and Wisdom of Souls, which has, which has won the 2020 Coalition of Visionary Resources Gold Book Award. Anne has been the recipient of numerous awards, among them the prestigious Peggy Newton Award from the Michael Newton Institute. Next week, Anne will be talking about some of the work of the Michael Newton Institute, including its Life Between Lives practice. Please join us next week. And this week, we've been speaking with my dear friend, who is very patient with me, I have to say, Peter Wright. He's been with us for the 12th time. Peter is a licensed hypnotherapist based in Santa Barbara, California, who is a big crowd favorite here. I hear from people all the time who love Peter. He's one of 40 board-certified past life regression therapists in the United States. He's certified as a life between lives hypnotherapist as well. He's also skilled in spirit releasement therapy. And you can find those past interviews in our back episodes on webtalkradio.net. Peter has helped almost 2,000 people in his various forms of hypnotherapy, and I'm one of them. He's helped. Working with Peter Wright has always been a wonderful experience for me, and I've learned a lot from it. Peter sees clients in his office in Santa Barbara and also by phone or by Zoom. So he's where he works with people worldwide. And as I say, I've also, I've, I often hear from people who rave about working with Peter, and he is a delight all the time. By the way, he's always that happy. I've never heard him in a down mood. My dear friends, it's time to mention again that Afterlife Research and Education Institute is Seek Reality's nonprofit cousin. AREI is headed by our beautiful friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. Craig is the sole living person who is most on top of everything afterlife and greater reality. AREI puts out a wonderful monthly newsletter. Just go to afterlifeinstitute.org and you can sign up there to learn as much as you can from the man who remains my primary teacher. 
As you know, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, and The Fun of Living Together. Very soon now, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. For young children, there is the fun of beating Jesus, and you can order all these books through bookstores on Amazon, and the adult books are also available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all with me, you can always contact me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I answer my emails, but please just make sure you give me your correct email address. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available just about anywhere, or you can get the the app that is available for free on the iTunes App Store. And meanwhile, everyone, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all, in the entire universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.